Episode 5 of Laser Show. Thanks for tuning in. Sorry for the wait. Also, stop sending, stop posting on my stuff. Do another episode. I'm gonna chill out. I'm gonna do it whenever the hell I want. And sometimes it's gonna be a really long hiatuses. So, sorry about the long hiatus. This episode, ooh, it's bomb as hell. We're talking about Hal. We're talking about my old roommate, Hal. Hal was my first roommate in L.A. when I first moved out. Well, that's not true. Technically, I lived in L.A. for a summer between my uh, junior and senior year of college, and I lived in a hostel. I lived in a hostel on Crenshaw with 40 people, one house. My bedroom had eight guys in it, four uh, bunks, four bunk beds, eight men, and there was another room. Um, adjacent that was six girls and the 14 of us shared one bathroom so and the whole house shared one fridge 40 people so that was technically my first uh, living situation but as far as living out here permanently my first roommate ever in LA was a good old boy named Hal so I'm gonna tell you about Hal I found Hal I knew I was gonna move out here uh, right after college and I did. About a, I graduated in May, drove on out to L.A. in June, and I didn't know anybody out here. I didn't have any friends, so I went to Craigslist to find a roommate. Classic. Went to Craigslist, found a guy. I knew the neighborhoods a little bit from the summer that I, that I lived here. I was like, okay, I know like, where things are. Found this guy in West Hollywood. I'm like, West Hollywood, I like, uh, West Hollywood's nice. Cheap place. It was like 400 Dollars a month, something like that. Uh, four hundred something, and it was in West Hollywood, and it was sharing a bedroom with uh, this guy. And I was like, okay, yeah, I don't know. Of course, I don't want to share a bedroom, but I have no money. Like truly, no money at this point for sure. And uh, whatever, it'll just be like a, a temporary thing for my first roommate in L.A. And I'll just make it work. And this guy's Craigslist was like, hey, I'm a New York guy. I'm from New York. Looking for a roommate. Share a bedroom with me. Cheap rent. West Hollywood. Nice neighborhood. Very nice neighborhood. Nicest neighborhood I've ever lived in. And, um, you know, let, let me know a little bit about you. And I'll get back to you. And I emailed him. I'm like, dude, hey, New York. Hey, Massachusetts here. East Coast. Um chill guy, I want to, you know, do comedy and stuff out there, but I'm going to find a job and everything, and he was like, great, I think you're the one, buddy, and I was like, hell yeah, this guy rules, and so he's like, let's do a phone call, and we do a phone call before I moved out, and that's when I first thought, oh, this guy sounds older, I thought he was kind of, the way he typed, I, you know, I don't know, it's hard to tell, I thought it was my age or in his 30s or something, but on the phone call, I thought, oh, this guy might be in his 40s. Maybe even 50s. He kind of sounds like an older an older voice. I said, all right. Not what I was expecting, but we'll make it work. And I drove across Dak Country. Took like, f- like four days. I hauled ass. And uh, I get to the apartment. And I get there at like noon, 1 p.m. or something. 
And uh, I knock on the door. I walk up with, you know, a little bit of my luggage, maybe a suitcase. Walk up and uh, knock on the door. And Hal answers the door. And Hal is an 81-year-old man. 81 years on this earth. And uh, just, an old, you know, just a, just a hunched over old man missing a bunch of teeth straight up. And I was like, oh, Jesus God. Oh, Christ God. His face was all fucked up. We'll get into that. He had like an eye that was like sunk in. And he was missing a bunch of teeth. Spry old man. He opens the door. I'm like, oh, fuck. He goes, come on in. Friendly. Full of life. Really full of life. And he goes, come on in. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, okay. And I walk in, and this apartment was batshit bananas. He was a hoarder. Hal was a, like, could have been on the show Hoarders. Hoarder. Like, every single... Well, it was organized, though. It wasn't like a big mess. You know, on those shows, it's like a bunch of, like, you're wading through toys and trash and shit. No. His was uh, boxes. He put everything in boxes in every single wall of every room. And this was a two-level, a two-bedroom, two-level apartment. And every single wall was floor-to-ceiling boxes. Just full of just anything. Just electronics or just magazines or like pots and pans. Just stuff. Just good old-fashioned stuff. And, uh... Every single wall, including my bedroom. Well, we'll get to the bedroom in a minute. I need to slow down. So I walk in and I see that, and uh, I'm sullen. I'm a little crestfallen. This isn't, uh, I don't like this place much. So right when you walk in, there was like a table, you know, with a bunch of shit on it. But it was the most open table that there was. And, uh, you know, there was a little bit of empty space on the table with a, you know, two, like, big chairs on either side of it, big cushiony chairs, and, um, like, you know, a light right overhead, like a interrogation-style kind of. <clears throat> it was, like, a nice light. It wasn't a bad uh, light. <clears throat> but just the light over this table with these two chairs. Nice light. I swear to God, nice light. So he says, sit down. I'm going to give you the... Uh, the welcome to the apartment talk. And I'm like, oh God, there's a talk that he's done before and seems to have rehearsed. I said, okay, and I sit down and then he uh, he sits down in the other chair and the first thing he says to me, he goes, okay, so you may have noticed I'm missing a bunch of teeth. <laughs> and I was like, nah, let me see. He goes, I lost a bunch of my teeth because I have gum cancer because uh, the doctors had to put a plate in my head, a metal plate in my head, because I flew a plane into a tree in the war. And so that was just the first thing he told me. And uh, the war, I assume Korean, he is 81 so by my math, I don't know, I assume Korean, but I never asked. He just said, oh, the war. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, the war. Uh, I understand. 
And that's why his eyeball was sunk in, because he like smashed his, he flew a plane into a tree, and he survived, I suppose. But his whole head was like caved in, and and he uh, was missing a bunch of teeth. Wild looking fella, like buzz cut hair, like kind of sticking straight up. Wild looking man. And he gives me the talk. He goes, the the lease is only four months because after that, people usually want to get out of here. I was like, oh man, okay. All right, well, four months. I can do four months. That's sad that he had to admit that. But, um, yeah, I also want to get out of here for sure. So then he brings me up to our room uh, that we're sharing. And he brings me upstairs. we got to go upstairs. I mean, beautiful apartment if it wasn't Hal's apartment. And he brings me upstairs, and we go, uh, we go into the bed. There's two bedrooms. And I'll tell you about the other bedroom in a minute. But we go into our bedroom, and there's no beds. It's merely an air mattress that was that was for me. And Hal slept on a, a pile of three blankets. And they were uh, identical Texas Hold'em blankets. They had, like, cards on them. Black blankets with cards, and they said Texas Hold'em, like, a bunch of times. Uh, three of those he slept on top of. As though it were a bed. And he goes, I got this air mattress for you. I was like, oh my goodness, thank you. Uh, and of course the room is filled with, you know, like boxes, floor to ceiling. So we're just sleeping, including my closet. So I had like a closet, but it wasn't, I didn't have the whole, the closet was like full. But I like, uh, I had access to, I could like shove some of my shirts in between the boxes in this closet. I was allowed to do that. So that was kind of like <clears throat> my closet. And my air mattress was pretty, kind of like nestled into the closet area. And then just boxes and boxes. And there was a computer desk um, with a chair uh, and like and one of those rolling pads. Because it was all carpet, this place. And and, uh, and a little TV on it, that like a 13-inch like tube TV. And that was where, that's where I put my laptop and that was my little hang station. He let me just kind of pretty much have that desk, which was pretty tight. Uh, it was pretty much my desk. And uh, so anyway, so, so I see all this stuff, and I see I'm sleeping on a freaking air mattress in this, like, spooky bedroom with a shit ton of boxes at the feet of Hal. We would sleep perpendicular. I would sleep, like, at his feet. I was maybe, I don't know, five, five feet from his feet, I would say, on an average, on an average sleep cycle. And so I'm kind of freaking out about the bedroom and the apartment, and I and I uh, and I. So then Hal leaves the room, and I'm in the room like unpacking my stuff, and I start crying because I'm I start freaking out. This is now the second podcast in a row, I guess, where I am am a little bitch, and I started crying. So I'm like, what if I? I don't I don't know anyone. I don't have a job. I don't have any friends. I'm like scared. I'm in a big new city, and like this is my living situation. Like, what am I? Why did I do this? And so I freaked, I was freaking out, I started crying a little bit. And then I went outside, and I called my mom. <clears throat> I called my parents, uh, but I talked to my mom first, and I, and I, uh, you know, to tell her that I had arrived, and I told her about the living situation and how I was kind of freaking out. And my mom, I just remember my mom started dying laughing. She thought it was the funniest thing. She laughed right in my face. She didn't have any sympathy. She didn't want me driving across the country at all. And, uh, and uh, I think she got a real tickle out of this. 
and uh, I guess that I guess that helped me get my head on straight a little bit. I was like, okay, I guess it's kind of funny. Let's just let's just live, buddy. Stop crying. And so I unpacked my stuff, and and then I met the other uh, one of the other roommates. Uh, I don't remember their names, but they were both video game testers. One guy had like a ponytail, and he was young, twenties, um, I think. And he had a ponytail, and he came, and he. I met him at some point, and he was really friendly. He was like, "Hey, man, yeah, welcome." He's like, "You want to smoke a joint?" I was like, "Dude, yeah, that sounds awesome." And I, I didn't really smoke at all at this point. Um, still very much a, a noob. Uh, but we go out, so we had access to this like little back patio area. Man, I forgot about that. Oh, that little patio. I didn't even think of the little patio. Yeah, the patio is tight. There was like a couple of chairs back there. And the other neighbors had access to it, but no one ever used it. It was this cool little back patio. And so I go back there with this guy. There's like trees. It's like shaded, wooded, and there's trees over it. It's pretty tight. And I went back there with this guy, and we smoked a joint, and we're talking. I don't remember anything about him. I don't remember this conversation at all. But we smoked a joint, and then he's like, all right, yeah, see you later. And he left or whatever. And so then I was just kind of like my first night by myself in the room, didn't have anywhere to go, uh, and I remember just you know just unpacking my stuff. Hal stayed downstairs on his computer. He had his little office downstairs, and I uh, was upstairs in the room and just uh, feeling you know feeling like there there might be a, a spark of hope. I'm glad I got to smoke a joint. Maybe Callie's gonna be sick, dude. Right away, people just give you joints, and people have ponytails and shit. Yeah, dude. Maybe this is going to be a fun place. I know I'm a little scared, but this could be cool. And then I never once spoke to that roommate again. For the whole... I lived I lived here for a year. And I never talked to that guy. I never saw him. He was never home. And the other roommate that shared a bedroom with him was this fucking loser. I hated this guy. He was such a dork. He fucking just wouldn't talk. He has no basic human decency. We live in an apartment together, man. You, you gotta, sometimes you gotta just talk to me. But we would see each other in the kitchen and I would just try to make conversation. And I'd be like, what are you making, man? And he'd be like, meatballs. And just like, what? They'd give like one word answers and just not engage and they would not look at you and would leave and not say goodbye. It's just like this robot. Like, fucking sh- get a life, you loser. Talk, you don't know how to talk yet? Jesus, fuck. I'm bad at it. I'm so bad at it, but uh, you gotta do it. Oh, I fucking hated this guy. I guess that's not a very strong reason to hate someone, but I did hate him. I have, I'm, I can't deny it. <clears throat> I would just see him and I would get pissed off that he existed. Fuck you, just talk. Anyway, so I shared this, I shared this bedroom uh, with Hal. Those guys had the other room, and downstairs was Hal's like office. You walk in, there's just like a big like living room, but Hal made it just like his office. We didn't have a living room. What a bummer. That place, it was such a sick setup, If it was, but it was like so old and dirty and a hoarder's place. And uh, he moved out, so wonder what it's looking like now. Probably a sexy little place. Right in West Hollywood. Sick little neighborhood. Awesome spot. Uh, but downstairs was like Hal's computer, and he said he was an accountant. That's how he described what he did. I never understood it. He was always on his computer, and I think mostly what he seemed to do to like get by and survive and make money was um, like he would uh, just never pay for anything. He would always get his money back for like everything he bought. 
and he would just find ways to email certain people and say that this code of this product doesn't match this and and they would just send him his money back for like everything everything i bought he'd be like what where'd you get that like target he'd be like i can get you your money back for this if you want he'd be like what target like what what time of day what was the code where on the shelf was it and he would have he would just be able to uh finagle a bunch of details lawyer type stuff about products and then just get his money back it was pretty wild and after i moved out I lived there for a full year, but Hal and I kept in touch um, because he would get me like really cheap whey protein because he had a hookup at CVS. A guy that probably is a truck driver, I think, at CVS for CVS Corp. And he would get me like those like two gallon whey protein jugs that everyone has. And he would get them for like 12 bucks each. And they're normally like 20 bucks. And he'd get them like eight bucks off, and then he would get them in bulk. I would I would get like ten of them, and I would go over to his house and I would give him a hundred and twenty dollars cash. It had to be cash, and uh, and he would give me twelve chocolate. Sometimes he, I would ask for chocolate. Sometimes he uh, he's like, ah, the guy gave me strawberry. Sorry, one of them was strawberry, and I'm like, I'll take it, man. Um, and so for the first few weeks, uh. I mean, I was trying to, I would always, I would get out as much as I could. I was doing open mics like crazy back in those days. And uh, I was work, I started working at Live Nation for $10 an hour. And I would go to the gym in West Hollywood, 24-hour fitness. 24-hour fitness in West Hollywood is a real hot spot for like gay activity. That was my gym. I thrive in that environment, in that energy. So I was staying out about as much as I could because I just felt weird about my living situation. So I was always gone. And for the first couple of weeks, I was just eat. How would just like have me try his food that he would make? And he'd be like, try those, try those uh, things in the freezer. They're like morning star, like breakfast patties. <laughs> you know, like try those. They're good. And uh, so for the first like two weeks, I just was, I wasn't even buying my own groceries. I was just eating Hal's food to the point where he was like, hey, you got to stop just eating my food. And I was like, yeah, sorry. I got lost in the sauce, Hal. Looking back, that's, that was so rude. I don't know why I just thought that that was the setup. I was like, oh, you're going to buy the food? And I'm just going to, I was just eating his food. And he was so nice. He's like, listen, he let me go for a while. He was like, I think you should start buying your own food. And I was like, yeah, I just thought because I was sharing a bedroom with an old man, one of the perks would be that you would buy all the food. And I shouldn't have assumed that. I'm sorry. Um, uh, some, some, of my, some, some of my most poignant memories with Hal would include, you know, it was a whole a whole year I lived with this guy. A whole year I lived with this guy. I never got laid once. I never brought, I brought one person back ever to this apartment, and it was a girl that would later become my girlfriend. It was towards the tail end, so it took almost like a full year for me to finally bring someone over. But one time he told me, he goes, just out of nowhere, he goes, you know, if you, if you ever want to bring a lady back here, I can, uh, I can make myself scarce. Hmm. How? I was like, yeah, dude, thanks. I'll let you know. And he goes, hey, everyone's got to clean out the pipes every once in a while. I was like, damn, dude. How's the man? Hal would like... I remember one time I was making mac and cheese. Kraft mac and cheese. And then there's this like gross film on the colander the strainer after you drain the macaroni it's this, this gross film and he comes over and he goes if that's what 
if that's what it looks like on that, imagine what it's doing to your stomach. I was like, fuck, Hal, you're right, dude. Always thought about that. Anytime I would have Kraft mac and cheese. Never stopped uh, eating it. Love this stuff. But I do think, yeah, man. Yeah, Hal's right. Hal, one time, he had hearing aids. He was pretty deaf in, like, one ear, and the other ear worked a little bit. So you gotta fucking scream at this dude. But, uh, one time he went, he forgot to take his hearing aid out, um, when he went into the shower, and I was just, like, hanging out in the bedroom, and Hal just comes bounding out of the shower, like, like, running, hustling out of the shower, fully naked, wet, holding a towel, like, over his groin, and just, uh, and, uh, scrambling to get his hearing aid out of his ear, because his hearing aid is making this loud screeching noise, this deafening noise, even for me, and it wasn't in my, it wasn't in my ear, it was, uh, so loud, and he's like, oh, God, and I was like, what happened, he goes, oh, I forgot to take my hearing aid out of the shower, like, oh, shit, sorry, man, you gonna dry the floor, you want me to dry the, fl- I'll dry the floor, nah, I didn't, I didn't do that, um, he told, he would, and he was a spry fella, Hal was a spry fella, Hal said he would, he would always be leaving to go play basketball, I'm like, what are you talking about, you're playing basketball, you know, I'm gonna go play, I'm gonna go play some basketball, and I was like, alright, I guess he had friends, or, I don't know if he was invited to these things, he didn't go with a, a basketball, so, <laughs> I assume he was meeting other people, but he would uh, stay uh, in shape by doing two exercises every day, bends and pulls. He does three sets of each. Bends is when you bend over and then back up. I guess like good mornings is what the workout community, what they might call it at 24-hour fitness in West Hollywood. They might call it good mornings. But he was just bending over, keeping his back straight, and, and then coming back up. And then he would also do pulls, which is like he would reach out, both hands in front of him, and then pull back as fast as he could. Pull. Just kind of just pulling. Just pulling. Bends and pulls. And he was a spry, he was 81 years old, and he was playing basketball. So, folks, you're wasting your time. All this yoga, running, weightlifting. Bends and pulls, dude. Bends and pulls. And he, um... One time he came home and he said, you've been working out? I said, yeah, yeah, I have. And he goes, you look like Superman. That was a moment that stuck with me. There's not, I guess, that many. He would always go, you hitting the clubs? Like every day. You been hitting the clubs? He would always talk to me. He was always talking to me. And I wish I could talk to him now. He was always talking and I was always just kind of annoyed. Like, stop talking to me, Hal. What I wouldn't give to talk to Hal again. You hitting the clubs? Yeah, I'm hitting the clubs. He was always kind of disappointed in like how I was doing, it seemed. But you'd go, oh, you're, not, you're getting paid? And I'd be like, no. And I'd be like, oh, okay. Oh, damn. <laughs> and I'm like, it's okay. I'm just kind of doing open mics. He's like, ah, so it's not going well. When I went back to, I lived there for a year. And when I went back in like 2014, I had just done a... <clears throat> A comedy festival, the Just for Laughs Festival in Montreal, that at the time was like my my biggest achievement. I was really proud of myself and thought it was like a big deal. And went back and I got my protein from him one day, years after moving out. 
And I told him, I was like, hey, I got into this really big festival I've been trying to get into for years. I've been uh, doing auditions for it for like three years now. And I got in, and I did it, and it went great. And he goes, so it seems like things are pretty much going about the same for you. And that hurt. <laughs> that one hurt. That was the only time he's ever uh, just flat out said that, I sucked. <laughs> he was a nice fella, but that one hurt, because that was years and years later. Anyway, so I moved out. After a year, I found, I found a place on, I was like, I, people were telling me I needed to move. He's like, Ryan, you got to move out. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I was so used to it after a while. It's just my place. And, uh, but I moved out, and I found a place, uh, you know, in my own bedroom with a couple guys, whatever. But we kept in touch for the protein, Hal and I, and I helped him move. He moved out of that apartment to another really nice place in uh, West Hollywood, also in West Hollywood, and I helped him move a bunch of boxes. What a nice guy I am. He just he hit me up because he, he remembered I was like Superman. I was Hal Superman. And so I go and I helped him with a bunch of boxes, and he gave me a bunch of shit. He gave me like all the pots and pans that I still have now to this day. Um, and they're beautiful pots and pans. You'd be jealous. He gave me some nice pots and pans. And like a camera that doesn't work, but it's like a cool old camera. Just stuff like that. He was always just giving me stuff. And the last time I saw Hal, we, we eventually stopped uh, doing the protein thing. I was just like, I, f- I don't want to keep doing this. I'll just get like my own protein, <laughs> you know, after a while. You know, I can just I can afford uh, just what protein costs, and I'll just buy it like in bulk. I'd buy it in bulk now. Myprotein.com, sometimes just Amazon, just big. I'm still I'm always I'm always saving a buck, but I stopped doing that. I stopped. Uh, so we kind of lost touch, and I saw him in must have been like 2017, 2018 in a crosswalk in West Hollywood. So this is now at this point. Seven, six, seven years after I've moved out, and I see him in this crosswalk, and uh, and I was the first car there, and I yelled at him, I went, Hal, and he heard me, and he looked up, and he knew who I was right away, oh my god, and he goes, hey, buddy, and he walks over to my window, he's like, how you doing, and uh, you know, the light was like turning green, I was like, Hal, you're an old man, it's good to see you, but you gotta get out of here, man, he's like, yeah, good running into you, and he was so, still so full of life. So he was, what, like 88 at this point? 87, 88. So full of life. So happy to see me. You know, good vocal range. Good old Hal. And uh, and that was the last time I ever saw Hal. And I think he died. I, I hit him up at the beginning of the pandemic. Um... Because uh, it was it was coming out on the news that the pandemic was really ravaging older people, and Hal at this point is ninety two, ninety two. Gonna be, his birthday is November sixth, so I think he would be uh, ninety two this year, um, if he's still alive. But don't think he is, because I emailed him at the beginning of the pandemic, and I was like, "Hey man, crazy this virus. Just checking on you, seeing how you're doing." And I emailed him at uh, blueboyforall at yahoo.com. That was his email. B-L-U-E-B-O-I, the number four, all, at 
yahoo.com blue boy for all don't know what it is didn't ask but i got a bounce back message this mailbox is full or is no longer working so I assume that I assume he passed away. So I was looking for obituaries online and I couldn't find one. His name was Hal Ely. One time I saw uh, mail. Uh, I saw mail and it was uh, addressed to Harold H E R A L D. Maybe his first name was Harold. Last name Ely A L E E L E E. Harold E L E E. Don't know how to say that. Um, uh, if anyone has any information, do let me know. So I was trying to find an obituary, and I couldn't. I was searching for Hal, and I was searching for Harold in Los Angeles. I don't know. I didn't know much else about the guy. And I lived with him for a year. So I assume he's dead. I'll email him again after this, after I record this. Um, if he's alive, I'm gonna, I am gotta go see him, for Christ's sake. Pandemic's over, baby. Let's party. Maybe I'll have him as a guest if he's still alive. But again, don't think he is. And that, folks, uh, I guess, was uh, episode five. That was it. That's the end. That's all I had to say. And thank you for listening. Again, don't bother me asking when the next episode is. It's, it'll, I'll do it. Maybe I'll never do it. Fuck you. Who knows? No, I will. I'll think of something. Just, uh, just don't rush me, please. Thank you for listening. And God bless the United States of America.